TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. He created lots of chances the other day through his identity, more speed, more direct play. And obviously we will be pushing him to play that way. Again, it's a, it's a confidence thing. You got to get to the point where you feel it, you get into a rhythm. So definitely the other day was a sign of going the right direction. You have to have the confidence to stay in that direction. Just see it through. Don Granado, you can catch his visit with me and Jeremy this morning. WGR550.com. I'm still going here until 12 o'clock. Sabres Live afterwards. Stay tuned for that. There are updates from practice. We'll keep going through some phone calls. Uh, I got my Tuesday tears coming up in this segment as well. But um, now it kind of sounds like Tage Thompson is playing tonight. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We haven't heard that officially and Granado sounded more like this morning that he'd practice a couple times and then get out there. But he took regular line rushes with Middlestad and Skinner. And also power play. And that is sometimes a little telling. If you're trying to figure out if a guy's really in or not, the power play is a way to do that. And he was on the power play unit. Took all the line rushes, took all the power play time that he needed. Um... So, like, I'm looking at Joe Yurden right now. Like, Joe Yurden, who covers, we had him on last week. Like, he thinks Thompson's in tonight. So, we'll see, but that could be huge. Just going right into Tuck's spot. 8030550 is the phone number on the Sabres. We'll get to some football as well. If you've got a Bills uh, thought, feel free to get in. Colin in East Aurora. What's up, Colin? Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just wanted to, I don't know, maybe change the tune a little bit after hearing what you described, you know, your jaw on the floor about those aggravating, like, calls about grit and toughness. Um, to me, I don't know, it's like an old-school talking point, like you said, right? Some sort of weird toxic masculinity. Like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like people would rather prefer players putting lit cigarettes out on each other in the locker room or something. Like, But um, the, the thing I want to get at, uh, one person said it was this notion about grit, the way I see grit is is through the theory of that fit is grit. And what that means is that in order to do something uh, gritty, the person described, like, join the Naval Seals or whatever, um, yeah. you have to like it, right? You're doing something through your own choice. You have to like doing that thing. That's what people conflate grit as. That's not actually grit. Now, that's not saying that doing these things aren't hard, right? So that's it's a separate thing. These guys are playing hockey because they like it, okay? So the, the, the lack of grit is not the point. And to your point, they all worked very hard to get there. Um, to me, the reason they're not doing well, it's exactly like you described. They're, could they just be in a funk? Like, is it that simple? Or like, or mm-hmm. just like injuries? Like, what else could it be? They, they scored a zillion goals last year. So, I don't know. This, 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 I'm so sick of the, the talk about 
grit and toughness and everything else. Fights don't score goals. You know what I mean? Fights don't win games. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, while you were talking, I was thinking about Zach Benson for this. No one, I don't think, would call him gritty right now. And our one caller from last hour wouldn't call him, you know, someone I guess that worked, you know, his tail off to get there or as much as others. But when I watch Zach Benson out there, especially when he doesn't have the puck, that guy is fending off bodies that are 40 pounds bigger than him. And he's winning 50-50 battles. Is he winning the majority of them? No. No, of course not. He's not winning the most. But enough of them where it's not like he's getting manhandled every time. Like, Zach Benson goes out there and wins some 50-50 battles along the boards. And I think does a great job given his size. Isn't, isn't, isn't that great? Isn't that the hard work we're talking about? He's playing in the top six. I mean, he's the 18-year-old, so you'd like it to come from other places, and I do think it is coming from other places, but he's just an example. 803 let's go to Rich in Buffalo. Hey, Rich. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe, I heard you mention earlier, you said, you know, you thought that the players would revolt if uh, if they got rid of Granado as a coach, and and I look at this, and, you know, I'm, I've watched a lot of hockey, you've watched a lot of hockey. He can't get these guys to play for him. He can't get him to follow his system. Is he a good guy? Is he a, is a decent coach? It seems like they're tuning him out. I mean, that's kind of how hockey works. They, they work a couple of years, and then these players start tuning him out. They're not playing for him, so I'm not sure. I, I'd like you to elaborate a little bit on where the revolt comes from when he they won't even play for him. I mean, I do see. That's the thing. Maybe this maybe this goes back to the previous caller's point that. Maybe they're just in a funk, or for me, maybe they're just a flawed unit in the first place that they had opportunity to get better, and they're not supplying the core guys with the right pieces around them. When Cousins or Middlestat or Thompson are not on the ice, you know, Tyson Jost runs out there, and Oposo runs out there, and Olofsson and Giergensen's, and it's just, you're getting beat. Those guys are getting beat. And there are, I read a couple of articles last week from one from the Daily Faceoff, another, the guys at the PDO cast were breaking it down. There's a there's a good amount of evidence that, you know, there was a, the, one article I wrote at the Daily Faceoff, or, or, list, um, read last week, was titled, The Kids Are All Right in Buffalo, The Veterans Are Not. The Kids Are All Right. A lot of their numbers and a lot of their play actually isn't too far off what it was last year. It's not like it's the same, but it's it's not that far down. Like The goals are going to come because they are still playing well. They have the puck more when they're on the ice. I'm talking about the top guys, the Cousins and your Bensons and your Paterkas and your middle stats. Even Tuck. Like Those guys, they have the puck more often when they're out there. They do still generate some chances, just not as much as last year. Like Those guys are not the problem. The problem is when they send out the veterans, they're getting smashed. When they send out the Cliftons and the Eric Johnsons and the Oposos and the Giergensons and the Jos, they're getting smashed. No, not physically, but what I take smashed to mean is... You're running around like a headless chicken because you can't get the puck back. 
That's what domination looks like in today's NHL. And it, their, their veteran players constantly are looking like that. You know, gone are the days where they had the log line, right? Remember uh, Larson with Gergensen and Poso, where they wouldn't really ever score, but they'd have the puck the whole time they were out there. And now, like, th- those guys don't have the puck when they're out there. So, I don't know. It could be a bit of a flawed lineup. I know that's not your question. Your question, though, is about, you know, like, where would the revolt come from? I think from those top guys, I think they'd be real upset. I think they are playing hard for him. I think they're just not. I think you could you could play hard without playing well. I don't think they have to be the same thing. You can play hard without playing well. And in the NHL, I generally will take the approach of everybody's playing hard. Everybody is playing hard all the time. Some teams, the teams that you hear about not playing well are the teams that stink. I think that's just usually how it works. Let's go to Eric and Amherst. Hey, Eric. Hello. Um, I think you guys are a bit off about the grit thing. I don't think that we necessarily need grit or toughness or to win fights, but we need bigger bodies and stronger guys that are going to, going to the corners, win the puck battles, and get the puck to our skilled players in the slot. Also, Zach Benson, he's uh, he's doing really well, but... He doesn't have to have size because he's got the fire. He, he's going to go into those corners and not worry about his body or getting hurt. He's just not going to think about it. That's what we don't have. We don't have guys that just don't think about uh, not getting hurt and are willing to give their bodies without thinking about it. So I don't think we have to have a bunch of tough guys to win fights, but we do need some big bodies to win puck battles in the corners and to get to the slot and uh, feed our guys, our skill guys, the puck. So. That's all I have to say. Uh, thank you for your time. Have a good day. All right. Th- thanks, Eric. I don't want to. I don't want to every call get into how much is grit valuable or not. So, okay, I'll take you at your word. Let's let's say it's important. All right. Let's look at the Sabers build. How do they want to play? Do they do they believe that's true? Do they believe? Hey, the guys, especially our important players, are they big enough? Are our important players big enough? What do we think? Well, let's look at their roster. And let's look at the guys that are they are committed to. And they play the most minutes. Ready? And I'm going to go with... with uh, I'm going to put injury aside for now. Because you, can, you can't control that. Uh, Alright, here we go. Tage Thompson, 6'7". Alex Tuck, 6'5". Dylan Cousins, 6'3". Casey Middlestat, six foot one. Defenseman, Rasmus Dahlin, six foot three. Samuelson, six foot four. These are again, these are the guys that play the most. Owen Power, six foot six. Jeff Skinner, back to forward, five foot eleven. And Zach Benson now, if I wanna, you know, eliminate those uh those early games where he didn't play as much, five foot nine. Okay. Those are the guys that play the most. Two? Two of them aren't big enough? The other the rest of them are monsters. How many how many teams in the league could point to their most important pieces and say that they're as big? Right? Thompson's a giant. And they're they're not all Scott Stevens running Lindros, you know, like running people down. I know. But Thompson is six foot seven. He's a monster. Talk is big. 
Cousins is big. Middlestat is fine. He's not small. Especially the older he gets, you know, the more muscle he's put on. He's been better in those corners. He's one of their better players at it. And on the blue line, Darlene is big. Darlene's running everybody, if you want that. Samuelson is big. Power is big. So, maybe, do they have to be more physical? I mean, I'm sure somebody is already yelling at me that Power does. Um, and that Power is 6'6 and plays like he's 5'11. I don't really necessarily care about it, but I don't know. Where do they need to get bigger? The bottom six? Then your whole team is, is giant. Do I need the whole team to be giant? Or is just the important players enough? Thanks for the call, though, Eric. Tonight against Detroit, 7.30 puck drop. There is some fire in the air about the uh, about the Sabres. We do have it official. Tage Thompson says he's back in tonight. Wow. That's a surprise today. Thompson back in. That is huge. Man, I did not think he was that close to returning. It was just boom practice and he's playing. And they need him. I wonder how much of that is Thompson. I wonder how much of that. Because Thompson, you know, if you want to talk about the the room and the intangibles and, like, does this team have a leader or, like, you know, that's a criticism that gets levied sometimes. Thompson got hurt and he started going on the trips, right? And, like, he stuck around. And I do wonder, is any part of him playing tonight that he sees what's happening? And he feels like he's got to get back out there to save them. I got to get out there. Uh, maybe. I mean, last year he played through injuries down the stretch. And what's funny, and this is why I might read into that a little much, a little bit to say he's not a hundred percent, but he's going to force it anyway because he's got to get in there to help them. Is last year when that was the case, when Thompson wasn't healthy, but he knew he had to keep going to help them get to the playoffs. Where did Granado play him? He played him on the wing. Took less off his plate. Less center responsibility. He put Thompson on the wing. And guess where Thompson practiced? Uh, was at practice today on? The wing. With Middlestat and Skinner. So, hey, good on him. Can he boost their power play at all? Can he just be, even be a shooter? You know, not have to... Right, playing with Middlestat might be smart. Because Middlestat now can kind of just do his thing, be a playmaker, carry the puck through the neutral zone, and Thompson can kind of just be the guy that rips it. So, hopefully they can uh they can do that. Uh by the way, Lukanen is sick. Uh Craig Anderson was actually <laughs> yes, Craig Anderson, who's been hanging around the team this year. He dressed for practice just to give them a second goalie to shoot at. So, it doesn't look like Lukanen, I guess, will play tonight, which probably means Comrie. And I'd imagine Devin Levi is about to get a call that he needs to drive up to Buffalo. About 40 minutes ago, Lance Slysowski of the Buffalo News tweeted that out, that the plan is to Levi? call him back up. Yes. Does it, Did he say that uh, Levi would back up? He didn't say that, didn't but say? I, I, I kind of would assume so. I'm just wondering, uh, just wondering, would they call Levi up to start him? He played in Rochester, what, on Friday? And I don't know that he's played since. Also, Tage Thompson confirmed that he is back tonight. Yes, yeah, I just had that. Yep, oh, okay, yep. sorry. No, you're good. I you're was good. on the you're, phone. You're on the phone. <laughs> the, the, the life of a producer. 
Um, Levi, I'm just trying to look real quick. He did get a second game in with Rochester, but when did that second... Here, here's why I'm trying to find out if Levi can start tonight. The second game was Sunday? Sunday. I believe. All right. I'll, t- I'll take your word for that. So, would Levi have been in line to start tonight or tomorrow in Rochester? Because if so, just give him tonight's game. If if he is if if he's up to it, get Levi in there. And here's why I say that because I looked up Eric Comrie's numbers earlier. Since Eric Comrie has returned from injury, he has allowed 13 goals on 70 shots. That is a 757 save percentage. 757. And I'm a little afraid of him between the pipes. So I'd go Levi, but we'll see. 8030550 is the phone number. Time out here a little bit early because we're going to come back and do our Tuesday tiers on the other side. So stay tuned. Extra Point Show continues here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 